there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one life-affirming page of Talmud every day. And in today's page, Chagigah 15, well, it's one of those pages that demand that I bring in the heavy guns. And so it is my absolute pleasure, before I introduce the page, before I do anything else, to welcome back to this show one of my absolute favorite thinkers, scholars, human beings, someone who always teaches me so much and leaves me miraculously feeling a little bit better about this joint human project of ours. She's the author of Sex Points, the host of the Joy of Text podcast, which is one of my absolute favorite podcasts where Jewish text meets human sexuality, experience, relationships, life, everything you can imagine. She is, of course, the great, the one, the only. Dr. Bacheva Marcus, welcome back to the show. Ah, It's so much fun to be back here, Leo. It is my pleasure. And, you know, sometimes I, I come across these bits in the duff and I say to myself, there is absolutely no one in this world who I would rather explain this to me and and talk to me about this than you. And so let us jump right in. I want to read to you a segment that I came across on today's stuff. Here it goes. I can engage in intercourse several times without blood, says the Talmud. In other words, I can have relations with a woman while leaving her hymen intact. If this is so, it is possible that the assumed virgin had intercourse in this manner and is forbidden to the high priest. Or perhaps a person who can act like Shmuel is not common and the halacha is not concerned with this case. He said to them, one like Shmuel is not common and we are concerned that she may have conceived in a bath. Perhaps she washed in a bath that contained a man's semen from which she became impregnated while remaining a virgin. Now, you know, but Jeff, we know each other quite well. I don't think I've told you the story, but when I was, I think, 12 or 13, there was a newspaper in Israel called Marie Vlanois. It was a, it was a popular magazine for kids, and they had a sex advice column. And almost every week, the question sounded exactly like today's stuff, you know, I'm afraid that I might have taken a bath in some body of water where some man might have ejaculated. Could I be pregnant? This sounds to me both kind of a little bit ludicrous and at the same time deeply sweet and almost prepubescent and touching. Can you please tell us what is going on in today's stuff? Well, I certainly can. And I think we should start with this idea that if anything should convince you not to get sex education from the Talmud, this passage should do it pretty well, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very confused. Yes, exactly. So one should not get their sex education from the Talmud. There's a lot of really good thoughts and advice and ideas, but sex education, not so much. And I'd like to start with this idea that you cannot get pregnant from a pool or a bathtub. Okay. I just, and, and, and it's so funny to me that you talk about seeing this as a child in Ma'ariv for the children, because- I still get it sometimes with the really sort of more ultra-Orthodox patients, the Haredi patients. Sometimes there's just this fear that there is a way to get pregnant from a pool or a bathtub. It is not possible. So let's put that to the side and let's move on to um, 
sort of, I think, the bigger issues that came up here, which are also really fascinating. So let me just place this for a second, because this whole discussion, it's Shmuel who, who says that he may be able to have intercourse with a, a virgin without breaking her hymen or without destroying her virginity. It starts with almost like party game. If you back up a little bit, like everybody's sort of approaching Benzoma, who's like, he's the one who comes up with all these cool proofs when you have questions, like these kooky questions. And everybody has kind of a kind of a kooky uncle who at parties, you try to stump them, you know, or they have like bad puns or you try to stump them with the like trivia. That's how Benzoma is sort of described here. And so they've come up with some cases for him that they're like trying to stump him with proofs. And one of the cases is, well, a Kohen we know is only allowed to marry a virgin. So what happens if she's pregnant? If a woman's pregnant, but a virgin, could a Kohen marry her? That's the question that Benzoma is. Now, so the response would be, well, there's, is it possible to have intercourse with a person and have her remain a virgin? And we're going to talk about that. But the other thing is, could she have gotten pregnant from the bathtub, which we've decided that that's not doable. Now, what's really funny, if you stop for a minute, is that this question is actually a fascinating question for us modern day people. This is not a weird question, because if a woman had got pregnant by artificial insemination, that would be 100% possible for a woman who is a virgin in every other way. And we'll talk about what that means to be a virgin and yet be pregnant. So can she marry a Cohen? I don't know, Liel. And I think that's a really, really interesting question. And a way more scholarly guest than I should address that at some point. So I think it's a really interesting question. It's just that the answers that they gave were not particularly helpful answers. So the two answers that the Gemara responds with, one is quoting Shmuel, who says, well, I can have intercourse with a woman. I am skilled enough of a lover. I think he's saying skilled enough. He's saying, I can have intercourse with a woman and leave her hymen intact. Now, I don't think he's trying to say that his penis is so small. So I I don't think that's what he's trying to say. I don't. I think he's trying to say, I am such a skillful lover that I can navigate the hymen and I'll leave it intact. Now, The two issues that this brings up, which is the two issues I really want to address, one is, so is that possible? Can you actually have intercourse and leave a hymen intact? And what does it mean to have a hymen? And and I want to, this is my personal kind of bugaboo, this hymen thing. Like we have such a distorted view of what the hymen is. So I'm going to use this platform for the next 30 seconds or minute and explain what a hymen is because people don't get it. Okay. So I need to do that. And then I want to talk for a minute about this label of virginity, which is a whole other thing, which I think we could take some life lessons from. So let's start with the hymen. People think of the hymen as being this like covering in the vagina, in the vaginal canal that is like, you know, gets broken, right? Like the first time you have intercourse, it gets popped or broken or ripped in some way so that it's like there and then it's gone once you have this penetration. But that is not how the hymen works or what a hymen looks like. The hymen is actually a ring. It's a ring of skin or mucosa around the vaginal canal. Think of a ring, like it's just a ring around there. And for some women, that ring is very thick and and very solid. And some women, it's sort of very soft and malleable. The same way your earlobes, some people have thicker earlobes and some people have thinner earlobes. That's what that ring around the vagina looks like. And that ring of skin or you know, mucosa that's in that area, that gets like pulled and pushed and little tears in it and little rips in it by so many things. Like if you're, if you're climbing a rope or if you're riding a horse or you're swimming or you're putting in a tampon or you're doing cartwheels, like every movement that you do 
has an effect on that hymen and can put little rips in it and little tears in it. And eventually that hymen becomes essentially tattered. And sort of the more you use it by sort of moving around or stretching, and again, depending on your own sort of situation and what it looks like when you start, that hymen can be completely like tattered and frayed before you even ever have a penis in there. So to suggest that the the hymen is in some way going to let you know whether or not the person has ever had a penis in their vagina is complete misinformation. And that hymen, you know, somebody could have, you know, sort of a very thin ring, but like a very narrow ring, but a very thick one and could have intercourse with somebody with a smallish penis and their hymen would stay pretty kind of intact. It wouldn't have changed that much. So maybe they have a baby and then you have a baby barreling through their vaginal canal and there goes the hymen. It's going to start ripping because it needs to get the baby out. So this idea that there's a hymen that then gets broken the day you have intercourse for the first time is a complete myth. It's not a good picture. And I, I just feel like since I had this platform, I need to talk hymen because people have to have a much better picture of the hymen. So how do you feel? Do you feel like that's a clear enough picture of the hymen? I can move on to virginity now. Yeah, yes, yes, you can. We and Shmuel are all listening. Good. I, I'm glad. I wish Shmuel was here so I could have a conversation with him about that. Okay. Now, I think at this point, you already get that the idea that an intact hymen is in any way an indication of virginity is really not, not only helpful, but not accurate, right? So first of all, your hymen can be completely not there and can be completely torn and tattered and frayed, and you could never have had a penis inside. So that's number one. Number two, to suggest that virginity is based on a penis in the vagina as opposed to sexual other sexual activities is also a little disturbing, right? So that would mean that, let's say, a woman who is extremely sexually active, has had 10 partners, had had a million sexual activities, but hasn't had vaginal intercourse. Maybe she's used hands or mouth or other parts of her body or she's had anal intercourse, whatever, but she hasn't had a penis in her vagina. She's a virgin. What does that say, let's say, about, about women who are lesbians, who are active lesbian lives, but just have never had penile penetration? So they are virgins. So this idea that we have accumulated that somehow virginity is based on a penis in the vagina and or based on the hymen being quote unquote intact those are not helpful definitions. And the Gemara, you're going to see the Gemara uses those a lot and it is really problematic. So I think one of the explorations over the next, I think there's five years left on the Stuff Yomi project of yours, Liel. So many times we're going to see this virginity thing come up and how those definitions can have such a huge impact. But I do think it's also a message and a, a lesson for us today because labels are often not helpful. Labels, unless we have gotten together and we all know exactly what we're talking about and we've defined our definitions, you know, we jump to labels so often today in so many ways sexually. And I just feel like perhaps slowing down and having a conversation and being able to like define our terms better is going to make us all both study Gemara better, but communicate with each other better because a term like virginity is a useless term unless we're really clear what we mean by it. And I think that that really holds true for so many other labels we have in our lives as well. Is there a better way to approach this question? Because the cultural prevalence of it is so intense. How should we then go about thinking about this notion? If we want to talk about virginity, I think we need to be very clear why we're talking about it and what is at stake. So, for example, 
If somebody says, I would like to be with a virgin, I would say, what does that mean to you? Does that mean you want to be with somebody who doesn't have a lot of a sexual experience? Let's talk about why that is or what that means. But it certainly doesn't just mean a penis in the vagina, right? If somebody wants to say, I feel like virginity is a value, then I would say, okay, but let's talk about what the value is. Does it value a certain sort of respect or understanding for how the person approaches the sexual experience? That seems much like a much better definition for me than either a hymen definition, which is unusable, or a penis in the vagina definition, which feels very superficial. Achieva Marcus, as always, have enlightened and delighted us with your wisdom. Thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you so much for having me. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Dorona Skay, Josh Cross, Robert Scarmuccia, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You can find us on Twitter at takeonedafyomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. Music